Al-Bayan Radio presents The Life of Prophet Muhammad, Peace be upon him Presented by Nidal Ayyubi Bismillah, Alhamdulillah Salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa manwala We continue our lessons on the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We want to talk about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Protected the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Before receiving the first revelation in the pre-Islamic times of Jahiliyyah, the Prophet ﷺ was protected from all forms of idol worship, which was widespread in Mecca. Also, he was protected from all the evil that was not in harmony with the message that he was being prepared for, that he was going to be commissioned for. And as we know, idol worship, the Prophet ﷺ never bowed down to an idol. He never swore an oath with their names. He never offered anything to them. He never ate anything that was offered to an idol. He never drank khamar. Wine or alcohol. He didn't get near the fahisha, the immoral and lewd acts. And even, even at Hajj, he used to stand at Arafah with the rest of the pilgrims. Unlike the Quraysh, who would not leave the Muzdalifa area, the Haram area, because of their so-called special status. So he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was being prepared by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for prophethood. And he was known for his truthfulness, his kindness, his gentleness, his maintaining the ties of kingship. He had all the praiseworthy qualities. All the good qualities were in him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was intelligent. He was modest. He was brave. He was just. He was pious. He was patient. He was loyal. And he was generous to his guests. And this is seen when, as we're going to discuss after the first revelation, when the Prophet sallallahu was scared and he was doubting himself that he had been affected by something. What did Khadija say to him, عنها, reassuring him when he came home after the revelation, as we're going to discuss? Because he said, I feel, I feel that something has happened to me. She said to him, never. This shows the importance of a reassuring, supportive wife. I swear by Allah, Allah would never disgrace you. You keep relations with your family. You help the weak and poor. You serve your guests generously and you assist those who deserve help. You assist those who deserve help. So she mentioned all his... Praiseworthy qualities, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected the Prophet sallallahu before prophethood. Okay. Was it just revelation straight away in the cave of Hira? Or was there an introduction or muqaddimat to the wahi? There was an introduction to the wahi that the Prophet sallallahu experienced. And this is mentioned by Aisha radiallahu anha, that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, firstly he started seeing true dreams. Prophet he would see truthful dreams at night and it would have happened during the day. So he'd get asleep, he would see a dream and during the day it would happen. And this started six months before prophethood. That's why true dreams are part of prophethood. Another hadith mentions true dreams are 146th of prophethood. So Aisha, she said, the commencement of the wahi, the divine inspiration of the revelation to Allah's messenger, when it started, how? It was in the form of true dreams, which would come true like bright daylight, like the light of dawn. And as we know, dreams, without going into detail, there are types of dreams. Dreams which are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, good dreams. And make sure you only tell good, close people to you about your good dreams, because they can be a source of hasad and envy and the rest of it. Bad dreams from the shaitan and what you're thinking about, what's on your mind during the day. So these are the few types of dreams. So the first thing, true dreams. Secondly, he, he, he loved being in a state of seclusion. 
also in Bukhari, as of the previous hadith uh, as well, he used to go in the cave of Al-Hira, where he used to worship constantly for many days before he would return to his family. He would take with him the food he needed and stay for a few days before coming back to his wife and family. And he would do this until the truth descended upon him, before he received revelation. Now why would he do this, this seclusion? Why would he seclude himself? Ibn Hajar, he said, Rahimahullah, the great commentator of Sahih al-Bukhari, he said there's a few reasons for it. Firstly, al-khalwa, seclusion or being in solitude. And many, many a times we, we undermine the benefits of being alone for the sake of Allah for worship. And this is all, always emphasized in Ramadan towards the last 10 days of Ramadan to secure oneself in the masjid for worship as the Prophet ﷺ would do. Also, at-ta'abud, to worship, is another benefit of, of, of being uh, in the cave there alone. And also, another ila al-bayt, looking at the house, the Kaaba, because it's mentioned that it was visible from the mountain back, back then. And also, at-tafakkur, thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why many, many, many times we undermine the, the ibadah of tafakkur, pondering, comprehending, thinking over the great creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And really it opens a lot of doors for us. You go on a drive, a trip, you're seeing all these beautiful mountains, all this beautiful scenery. Who created it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Praise and glorify Allah. Because we have a principle. The greatness of the creation points to the greatness of the creator. This is what it should lead to. If it doesn't lead to that, then we have been misled. So seclusion became beloved to him. And then there are other signs as well. We'll mention some that Stone used to give him salam. Stone used to give him salam. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I know a stone in Mecca that extended greetings of peace to me before I was sent as a prophet. Indeed, I still know of it now. And this is mentioned in Sahih Muslim. So this is prior to prophethood. Wallahu alam wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.